0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you all doing today? Tonight, this evening, whenever. Hope everyone is well out there. It is uh, Thursday, December 9th, 2021. Hope everyone is having a great evening. Now, this happens every now and then. So, basically... Actually, I shouldn't say this happens every now and then. This has happened, I think this is the third time. Uh, Basically, uh, big technical foul-up. Still trying to uh, figure it out, but gotta get this going. Uh, So, tonight's episode actually is... uh, It is podcast-only, ladies and gentlemen a little bit different, Uh, may still play some video, uh, depending on how it sounds, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. So uh, this will be up on the podcast as soon as possible, again, with my apologies to all of those in the live stream, still got to file that report for the day, and uh, there was was a lot of important news that happened today, so we're going to chat a little bit about it. Um, maybe we'll do an hour instead of two, or we'll see. Um, I have either, either until, um, you know, uh, my batteries begin to die, or until something. So, we'll, we'll just go. We'll go. We got, we got, we got some stuff to cover. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin being rather top of mind, but... But there is so much going on in Wisconsin, and there is also a lot of um, question, a lot of questions that I have regarding that topic, uh, and the media also, uh, and I do mean also like the independent media out there, uh. You know, if I were to lay down all of the, uh, you know, the rags I like to uh, peruse periodically and, uh, you know, pull stories from that I think are worth sharing and notable and uh, reputable. If I were to look at their election fraud and their election coverage, that I think... Uh, would be an an interesting indicator. What would it mean? I don't know. That they don't like to cover election fraud? Why not? Uh, maybe they just don't have someone for that department. Maybe they don't see it as, you know... Uh, they don't see as big a story to, to, to chase. I think it's an immense story. Honestly, uh, the election fraud and the election integrity is... An immense story, and I'm sure most of you guys could agree, uh, we're talking about a Babylonian money magic. How do they do it? How on earth do they do it? How do they manage to take that, uh, take that vote that you cast and turn it into what they feel is appropriate for your leadership, you know, how do, they, how do they trick us into exchanging all these goods and services for paper? That means nothing. Babylonian money, magic. Babylonian election fraud. So oh so Wisconsin, I keep wanting to say Ohio for some reason, but Wisconsin. Wisconsin, 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 guys. Wisconsin can decertify. We're not going to talk about Wisconsin, though, today on this uh, podcast. Um, we are going to talk about it live on the next C Report. So this here is what, episode 209. So 210, look for us to talk some Wisconsin stuff, because there is a lot going on in Wisconsin. And uh, that uh, that episode, the next episode, is is quickly coming, guys, so you won't have to... You won't have to wait for too long, I promise. But that is some crazy stuff, guys. And uh, before we jump into the rest of today's report, thank you again for joining us. This is uh, the C-Report with your host, Mr. C. You know, otherwise known as Michael Aaron Gossettis. But uh, all my friends call me Mr. C, so you can call me Mr. C, too. Anyways, uh... If you are listening to this uh, episode now, then you are most definitely listening at the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And uh, your, uh, your, your attendance and your presence is always much appreciated. Now, make sure to check us out on the live streams, though. You do want to do that. Uh, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we Habitat habitat we habitate in places like uh uh pills.net twitch.tv thefoxhole.app Clout hub um, so you can check us out there or just go to the cireport.com and uh, you can scope out your own favorite place to live stream this show the schedule's been pretty uh, it's been pretty Varied lately uh, You know, we've done shows at 1 We've done shows at 11am, 1pm, 3pm, 2pm 7pm, 9pm That's in the last uh, week or two that we've done that We, uh, I don't know, there's some ideas that I'm playing with For the C-Report and the kind of uh, broadcasting That we do here at Mr. C-T-V uh, I don't know. Uh, the The model I'm currently looking at might not be great for uh, diehard fans or uh, listeners um, who want a specific time. But, you know, if you're listening on the podcast, you're not getting this show at a specific time anyway. So I guess it doesn't, you know, you know, well, you know, some of the listeners will expect to have a new show at least by the next morning, you know, or the next midday. You know, so I try and at least do that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, uh, appreciate once again the audience and uh, hope everyone is doing well at whatever point in time they are listening to this episode. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll see about that. 7.30 p.m. Central Time is uh, typically when we would uh, do the live broadcast. So uh, I would say for now, that's your safest bet somewhere right in that neighborhood. Um, You know, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Uh, Actually, you know, right now on the podcast, including on the one that you're listening to right now, there is a question posted um, if you are a Spotify listener, if you listen to the C-Report on Spotify, uh, there's a question posted there uh, that asks, asks what time is best for you to catch a live stream. So, you know, um, it would be great to, uh, to get some, uh, some report back on that question. If you want to go down there and just click on it. All right. Okay, cool. So, all right. We won't be long-winded on that front, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But most definitely do check out the podcast and thank you again for your support. Um, Let's jump straight into the news, guys. This is what we was going to do today. I think uh, probably the most important headline for some people um certainly one that we uh we've had some fun with here at the C report the uh juicy Smoulier trial is over uh you know it's the it's little aberrations like this little anomalies i mean you have to call this entire thing what it is a joke you know the the stacy peterson thing the the united nations gunman suicidal privileged white man (laughs) that stuff okay that stuff oh my goodness like uh, you know it uh, for us it had entertainment value i mean clearly the fact that justice was served i think it's probably the more important point about that. But what I am saying is for its entertainment value. <laughs> There's more to it, I'm sure. You know, if if I... Uh, if I'm good at putting my trust in, you know, some people's... Um, theories, ideas, knowledge, whatever, um, then, yeah, you know, there's definitely a little bit more going on here than meets the eye, I think, on the political front, maybe, uh, and maybe something else, who knows, I don't know, I don't know, if I had the information, ladies and gentlemen, I would share it with you, most certainly, but, uh, You know, that's a dig for another day. In the meantime, Juicy Smulier, who's been convicted of four felonies guilty as charged, will most likely only have, like, what, probation? He probably will not see the inside of a jail cell any more than he may have already. Um... He may actually shed real tears and cry, Juicy Smoulier. We won't be able to say Juicy Smoulier anymore. After, after, uh, after this conviction, we'll, we'll leave Juicy Smoulier to uh, Dave Chappelle. We'll leave that with him. He's the one who thought of Juicy Smoulier to begin with anyways, but it has most definitely been fun. I had to give major props to Breitbart, okay? (laughs) This would have been so much fun to see on the screen. But Breitbart, headline, big red letters, justice for Juicy. (laughs) Breitbart, you are awesome. <laughs> Justice for Juicy. Juicy Smoulier found guilty in hate crime hoax trial. <laughs> Go Breitbart. Love ya. I just love that they, Justice for Juicy, yes. <laughs> yes, Breitbart, yes. Yes. Who else is going to put up a headline like that? Justice for Juicy. Oh, hell yeah. That's some badass stuff right there. Um. So Juicy Smoulier found guilty in hate crime hoax. Let's go ahead and just read the article and then we'll get some of the finer points of this. This is like a mistrial mistrial. <laughs> You know why you do know why the trial went this way? Do you know why Justice for Juicy was like you know uh me and Obam bimbo were like out there having a good old gay time okay <laughs> then all this happened, and then Don Lemon you know you know what this is right he is he is he has been writing the script to his next movie. He's gonna do. He's gonna do a total like uh, docu. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna do a docu novella. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Juicy's like, I gotta make this juicy for the uh, Hollywood execs that are gonna want to buy this story. You know what this reminds me of though? Okay, like if you have seen. Or if you know who, uh, you know, John Waters is, <laughs> this reminds me, this entire, this entire scenario with Juicy Smulier and, you know, with uh, the, the Obam Bimbo brothers, the Osendero brothers and the, the gay and the drugs and, you know, the bodybuilding and the empire set and, <laughs> and the hoax and, you know, the bleach and the rope. The subway at two in the morning in dead winter Chicago. <laughs> the lies, the whole trial, the entire trial, uh, where Juicy just lies and lies and lies. Which, an interesting point here would be, of course, that in, in his lying, he is absolutely, he is absolutely disrespecting looking down on like when someone can sit in a courtroom and lie like that well we'll we'll we got something for you on that on that note i promise but let's (laughs) it reminds me of a john waters uh movie like just everything is so cartoonish and everything is so in your face obvious it reminds me of a a really bad a really good bad movie (laughs) a really good b-rate movie It's just one that's so ridiculous that no matter how you play it, it's going to be good somehow. You know, because it's just so damn ridiculous. Uh, Juicy Smulier, I would highly recommend if you do end up doing a docu-novella of this entire fiasco that you uh, put on to uh, take some of the steam off Ghislaine Maxwell and her trial. Uh, You know, well... I would, I would go with farce. I would go with something that's more along the lines of like, I don't know, those nightmare movie those, those, <laughs> those movies, uh, like, uh, what are the ones where they, they have, uh, they make fun of Scream and all that, <laughs> go with that go with something like that if you're gonna do a movie justice for juicy please for the love of god go with something like that <laughs> okay uh the article says a jury found disgraced actor and former empire star juicy smoulier guilty on five of six charges in a case where he is accused of staging an anti-gay racist attack on himself nearly three years ago and then lied to chicago police about it he was acquitted on one count so he had six counts against him five of them stuck one of them didn't all of them felonies the verdict came after a roughly one week trial in which two brothers testified that smoulier recruited them to fake an attack on him near his home in downtown chicago in january 2019 smoulier repeatedly denied the claims the brothers said Smoulier orchestrated the hoax, telling them to put a noose around his neck and wrap him up in view of a surveillance camera, and that he said he wanted video of the hoax made public via social media. Smoulier called the brothers liars and said their account was 100% false. He testified over two days about being the victim of what he said was a hate crime Telling the jury there was no hoax. I will stop there and I'm sure that this article will pick up where I leave off. I'm going to pick up where it leaves off. So Smoulier says, keep this in mind, guys. If you've been following this Justice for Juicy Smoulier trial here at the Sea Report, you already know. (laughs) You already know, okay? (laughs) You already know that, um, Juicy here is saying, this is the, this is the John Waters part of it. Juicy here is saying that he was 100% the victim of a hate crime. It wasn't a hoax, but yet he was attacked by the very man that he on multiple times had sex and drug binges at gay bathhouses. (laughs) Who, who he, who he cuddled and nuzzled with. That's right, juicy smulier, little juicy, and abimbola Ostundero. nuzzling together in the cold, dark, and uh, probably stinky bathhouse, gay bathhouse, on a uh, uh, a rough wooden bed frame with a very thin, cheap mattress, no blankets. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of his testimony. I'm not making this up, okay? I am not making this up. Juicy testified himself that him and Abimbola, Asundero, were nuzzle buddies at the bathhouse, and they nuzzled a lot more than nuzzles. Ha <laughs> ha I'm not making this up. Okay, if you've been following the C Report, you probably have thought that this was a uh, a parody news show the entire time. No, this is, I cannot make this stuff up unless I experienced it myself. <laughs> I could not tell you what a, I could not tell you that they play porn on the walls in bathhouses of gays. And I I could not tell you that gays had bathhouses. <laughs> All of this comes from Juicy Smoothie A, okay? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so check this out also. Not only was Abimbola Juicy's nuzzle buddy, Uh, but apparently he worked with Smoulier on the Chicago set of Empire, and his brother Olambingo (laughs) also testified that Smoulier paid them $3,500 for uh, faking the attack. Smoulier said the money was for meal and workout plans that Ambimbola Ossendero was providing so the actor could be more toned for upcoming appearances. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm sure Ambimbola was giving you a menu to eat. I'm sure he was your meal, honey pie. (laughs) I'm sure he could get you toned. I'm sure. The uh, January 29th assault was reported to police. Okay, we don't need to read the rest of this. The important thing is that, uh, He has been found guilty, guilty as charged. Um, And uh, this indeed was not a hate crime. This was a hate hoax. They do exist, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Hey, I tried to play the gay card on a DUI once, so... uh... (laughs) It's not because I'm drunk, it's because I'm... (laughs) gay. Okay. Okay. To be fair to myself, I was not drunk. The car did smell like alcohol though. So anyways, anyways. So, uh, well, there you go. There you go. According to, uh, the proceedings of this trial, the, uh, Asundero brothers also alleged that, um, They told him they would not testify against him if he paid them a million dollars each. So I guess they also admitted to extortion. <laughs> the class four felony carries a prison sentence of up to three years, but experts have said Smulier would likely be placed on pro- probation. He's going to go work at Gay Gay Youth again. Uh, he's going to work at uh, Let's Make the Gay. Let's Make the Young Gay. With uh, was it, who's at uh? Who is that man that works at the gay youth place that uh, Smoulier previously uh, did his duty on? W- re- wasn't it Reverend, Reverend Al Wright? No, just kidding. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. Anyways, you know who I'm talking about. But uh, that's besides the point. He'll probably go to probation. He probably won't be uh, doing any type of jail time for his five class 4 felonies well justice served either way juicy smouliers already planning his comeback here's, here's something I did want to share with you guys though um, and I'm gonna, it's a video you'll be able to hear it obviously I thought it presented some really interesting points though about when we're talking about the, uh, the inside of this trial Uh, Again, not televised. Uh, The only way you get your information is by tuning into some silly uh, news host that laughs about it uh, more than reports on it. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so um, this is is actually, I think the prosecution team, the prosecutors, I think is the video that I have here that I wanted to share with y'all. And it's just, uh, just for some perspective on what it really was like inside that courtroom. I think uh, you guys would find this pretty interesting. I found it interesting uh, when we're dissecting the, uh, I guess, like the celebrity mind. Dare is that a uh, is that a contradiction in terms? <laughs> but the way that these people think, you know, like. Uh, I don't know why with uh, Hillary Clinton, the word master class or elite class or something like that keeps popping up. Uh, It's like almost like this is what Juicy thinks about these people, you know, like he's some sort of elite class or master class. Uh, But just listen to what the prosecutors have to say. It's an interesting perspective, I think. Uh, So check it out.
1: And then lied to the. And then lied. To the, uh, I told the jury. You all ready? So, during my closing argument, uh, I told the jury that I thought the evidence was overwhelming. That in fact, Mr. Smollett had faked the hate crime, and then lied to the police about it and then compounded his crimes by lying to the jury during the course of this trial and insulting their intelligence. That's what I told the jury in my closing argument. With the resounding verdict we just received from this jury after one day of deliberations in which they found Mr. Smollett guilty of virtually all charges of doing exactly what we said he did, of reporting a, a fake crime to the Chicago Police Department as a real crime That verdict was a resounding message by the jury that in fact Mr. Smollett did exactly what we said he did. And what I think is important about this verdict is that a lot of you from Chicago know that it was a couple years ago when uh, the court system came to me and wanted me to become special prosecutor because there was a feeling that things that had happened in the past that there never was a public trial and that this controversial events that occurred regarding Mr. Smollett and what he did to this city and what he did to the Chicago Police Department never had a chance to put it in front of a jury and let a jury decide after hearing all the evidence whether what Mr. Smollett was right or wrong because it's very controversial. I agreed to do that because I felt it was also important for the Cook County Judicial System to get a trial whether we won or lost the trial was not the issue what was the issue is that what Mr. Smollett had done in this city should be aired in front of a public trial where all the evidence comes out all the talk on social media may or may not be true but the true facts I thought needed to come out and we did it we became special prosecutors and the rest is history we've now won this case and I want to point out that there's enormous effort was put in When I agreed to take the special prosecutor role, that meant that my law firm became special prosecutors, and the men and women around me right now, in the last two and a half years, have worked so hard to develop the evidence, present it to a grand jury, go through a pandemic, wait to get a trial, which we wanted, and finally, in the last 10 days, uh, these lawyers have had a chance to present this evidence to a jury, and we've come away with the jury agreeing that they should have heard the case and, in fact, he was guilty. Thank you very much. Questions? Can you just confirm for everyone what that sixth charge that he's found not guilty? Yeah, the sixth count... Well, I'm not going to speculate on why a jury did that, but that sixth count was an event that occurred two weeks after the event. So the the other false statements were made to the police right on the day of January 29th on three different interviews, and that counted for five of the six counts, which he was found not guilty in every one of those. The sixth count was two weeks later, on February 13th, uh, at a police station, and it may be because it was after the event. I don't know what the reason was. It wasn't that significant to our case, uh, and um, has no impact on the case whatsoever.
0: Was specific what? the yeah.
1: Aggravated battery? It was. Yeah, so the answer is yes. You're right. It was the aggravated battery, which means that there has to be a mask, and we charged that because the, the police officer testified that that's when. We, Smollett told the police officer he was a mask. But whatever the reasons are, uh, this jury, by the way, this jury worked so hard and for Mr. Smollett to get up in front of them and lie for hours and hours and hours, that really compounded his misconduct. And quite frankly, when I saw that happen in the courtroom, uh, at least for me, as a trial lawyer that spent my life in the courtroom, we don't expect defendants to do that. Defendants have a right to go to trial. Defendants have a right to argue that their case... Has-
0: so for some reason, the video jumps here. It'll come back. to day, Unless
1: the jury found that he lied to them. And so that was something that I was very proud that this jury came to the conclusion that he's guilty uh, and the fact that he came up with a completely uh, ridiculous story to explain his misconduct did not apparently have an impact on the jury's verdict. How, do you, how, do you, how, uh, how does the, the perjury charge way handle you? this point? Pardon me? I'm sorry. How do you handle that? That is perjury. How do you handle that at this point? Well, first of all, that I, don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I will say that over the years, uh, if someone is convicted in a court of law by a jury, uh, normally follow up, Perjury charges do not normally occur. That's just the way it is. Uh, but I'm not going to predict what's going to happen here. Uh, we just got the verdict uh, 30 minutes ago, and let's see what happens.
0: Okay, guys, so I think we could finally put Juicy Smoulier to bed. Um, with that said, th- that's a very interesting perspective, don't you think, uh, guys? I think so. Um. But yeah, so talking about, uh, the, the sixth count that was not, uh, charged against him with, um, talking about Juicy's behavior, uh, during this, um, interesting though, how he was saying that, uh, people were thinking it was going to be business as usual and they were going to sweep this under the rug and Juicy was going to get away with, uh, you know, uh, Treating an entire city a particular way, for one. Let's not forget treating an entire nation, uh, an entire race, for whatever the hell purpose. Was this indeed about anti-lynching, or was this just a lame-ass publicity stunt? Well, I'm sure, you know, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, they are not going to touch any of this with a 30-foot pole. All right, guys, next story up for today. We have a picture of the disgraced Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State of Arizona, Secretary of Snake. Katie Hobbs, progressive, radical. Katie Hobbs, uh, socialist, Probably a Marxist sympathizer of some sort. Katie Hobbs. Um, Thinks she's running for governor. Katie Hobbs certified a fraudulent election. Katie Hobbs has uh, subverted justice. And uh, gone against the will of the people of Arizona. Katie Hobbs. Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog Dyke Lesbian. Oh, those are her old days. I'm sorry. But Katie Hobbs, nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she's, yeah, I know. She's been a topic du jour here at the C-Report and the Mr. C-TV channel. We just got to, you know, shine a little light on Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is getting in trouble still. Again, this woman who thinks she's running for Arizona governor, who thinks she's going to beat Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs. Certified a fraudulent election. Has opposed election integrity measures from day one. Oh my goodness, Katie Hobbs. So, what when she was last in trouble? I think it was with uh, the Arizona library. She was hanging rainbow flags and made a big deal about that. Isn't it funny what what is the, these people's priorities? Her priority is election fraud. Her her priorities, Katie Hobbs, is the circumvention of the American people's will in the state of Arizona. (coughs) For some reason, she thinks she knows better. Or she is implementing the plan of someone who she serves that thinks they know better than the American people. Uh, If it's not that, then it is fighting for lesbian dyke rights at the local Arizona library there is something else going on with her but she is getting in trouble again ladies and gentlemen um you guys may or may not have heard this story i thought we would flavor tonight's report with a little a little go at at Katie hobbs we have we have we have particular a fr- uh, fond um repeat offenders here at the sea report you know actually uh my returning audience used to be repeat offenders so uh, i won't disparage them by uh including the likes of katie hobbs or any of the other swamp creatures that we feature here at the sea report with those beautiful people who uh listened to and or watched this show Now, Katie Hobbs uh, got into some uh, trouble recently, Uh, 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 dealing with, of all issues, racism. Guys, keep in mind, this is a progressive. This is one of those people. This is a lefty. This is an SJW activist uh, elected official. This is an SJW activist secretary of state. Okay. Get the picture in your head. She used to have short Sonic the Hedgehog dyke hair. Spiky. She's one of those girls, alright? She, she would probably be wearing a pink hat if she did not serve office. I guarantee it with those glasses on everything. Hair would probably be purple or pink. I can see it now. Katie Hobbs fits the bill Perfectly. Now, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this progressive, inclusive, Democrat, socialist, most likely a Marxist sympathizer, okay, in trouble for racism. (laughs) Let's see what is going on here. Article comes out of ABC 15, Arizona. Ooh, Katie Hobbs' campaign for Arizona governor takes a hit. Following discrimination suit verdict. So are they, are they looking for a graceful way for Katie Hobbs to fall out? Is that what this is? They're like, okay, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna Kathy Brookvar, we're gonna Kathy Bookvar, the Secretary of State. Kathy Bookvar, we're just gonna say that uh, you didn't tell uh, sexually abused children that uh, their statute limitations has increased. Per the Constitution of the United States. Uh, <laughs> per the Constitution of Pennsylvania. Kathy Bookvar, you are hereby disowned. there be like Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs, who uh, just like Kathy Bookvar as Secretary of the State or Commonwealth in Bookvar's case. You, Katie Hobbs, just like Kathy Bookvar, who helped certify and uh, still... An election in 2020 and probably beyond shall be removed because you are racist. (laughs) This is the this is the graceful exit, the, the disgraced graceful exit of Katie Hobbs. A recent OH predictive insights poll showed Secretary of State Katie Hobbs with a decisive lead in Arizona's Democrat primary race for governor. Hobbs had 42% of the vote and her closest rival, Marco Lopez, has 8% of the vote. But Hobbs' good fortune began to change earlier this month after a federal jury awarded Talanya Adams, a Democrat policy advisor for the state Senate, $2.75 million! It was the second time a federal jury agreed Adams was the victim, ...of racial and gender discrimination. Katie Hobbs is really running up the bill there in Arizona for uh, judicial matters. The jury also found she was retaliated against because she questioned why she was earning less than others who did the same work. Hobbs, who was the Senate minority leader at the time, testified in court saying Adams was fired for performance-related issues. With the verdicts finding her culpable for race and sex discrimination and retaliatory termination, for her to say these other things is dishonest. That is what Adams, Talania Adams, has said. With the verdicts finding her culpable for race and sex discrimination and retaliatory termination. Does not Katie Hobbs seem like that kind of woman? Katie Hobbs is that bitch. You could see it. You could hear it in her voice, guys. The Hobbs campaign refused multiple requests for an interview, but in a letter to her supporters, candidate Hobbs said Adams firing had nothing to do with gender or race. So Adams says, so having a sitting secretary of state not affirm not one but two federal jury verdicts is indicative of someone who should not be in government. Oh, well, thank you, Adams. Adams. We could not agree with you more. She's like, I don't care what the fraud it showed, I don't care what the report said. It, they're they're stupid. That's Katie Hobbs, guys. She's a sniveling little, uh, you know, soylent lesbian. I don't know, like she. You'll see. Okay, the Hobbs report, uh, the Hobbs response to supporters did not sit well with leaders in Arizona's African American community. Uh let's see here. Yeah, she's going down, guys. Doesn't it figure Hobbs would get herself mixed up in something stupid like this? She's probably like, I don't care. I'm the Senate minority leader. I'm gonna do what I want. You're black. <laughs> I mean that's not funny, but I mean This was this was Katie Hobbs's um this was her apology and I'm going to I'm going to read it in Katie Hobbs' voice. The fight for equality is something I think about every day. I have long recognized the inequities that women and people of color face and because of that, I should have been a stronger ally in this instance. I apologize to Miss Adams. That was Secretary of Snakes, Katie Hobbs, apologizing to Talania Adams. It's terrible, guys. Terrible. And Talania Adams walking away with... Uh... Well, I mean, she walked away with $2.75 million before. It, she's getting $350,000 now, and she's also getting her job back. Solania Adams was fired by Democrat leadership that included current Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Hobbs is now apologizing. So uh, a former African-American policy advisor to the state Senate's Democrats will get her old job back along with more than $3,500,000 in damages after a jury decided her firing was the result of racial and sexual discrimination. Dang Katie Hobbs, would she not mow your grass or something like that? Is that's what's going on here, Katie? Did she not uh give you that antidote for that jungle fever? <laughs> you guys are probably like you're so wrong, Mr. C. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize, guys. This is what happens when I'm not on camera and I'm doing a, <laughs> a podcast. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Hold on. Oh, okay, We're, we good. <laughs> okay, so. Here's what's next, ladies and gentlemen. We Okay, so we know about this, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, why don't we, why don't we listen to Katie Hobbs herself? Okay, guys? I know you're dying to hear from Katie. You want to see how accurate my little Weasley Katie Hobbs SJW lesbian voice was? Pink hat voice. All right, here's Katie Hobbs, guys. She's gonna, she's gonna respond about her current sitch. All right, here we go.
2: Hobbs, Secretary of State, and candidate for governor. Over the past several weeks, I've heard from many of you about my response to the discrimination that Tulania Adams faced as an employee in the legislature. I understand that my response fell short of taking real accountability. Please allow me to say this clearly and unequivocally. I apologize to Ms. Adams. I'm truly sorry for the real harm that I caused Ms. Adams and her family. My response to the jury verdict was short-sighted, unnecessarily defensive, and failed to meet the moment. I know that the disappointment felt by many Arizonans didn't start with the verdict in this case. What Ms. Adams experienced is yet another example of the systemic inequities and racism that have long permeated every aspect of our lives too often in ways that are invisible to people like me. I recognize that my experience and understanding of racism has sometimes been too narrow. I've missed personal and leadership opportunities to fight harder for racial equity. I am committed to growing, learning, and holding myself accountable. My Catholic faith taught me to fight for justice and inspired me to serve, first as a social worker, And now as a public servant, but for too long, I've allowed myself to only show up where it's comfortable. I know that the only way to earn your trust is to not only continue to reflect upon my past actions, but to put in the work. I need to be more than an ally. I need to be your advocate. So I'd like to lay out some steps I'm taking because Arizonans deserve a government that reflects Arizona first. My campaign will continue to recruit, hire, and elevate women and people of color to leadership positions. Second, as governor, I will create a chief equity officer to implement measures to build a more diverse government, including revamping the Office of Equal Opportunity to ensure clear and direct human resources protocols within every government workplace. Third, I'll create a position within each agency dedicated to collaborating with communities of color and marginalized communities. You'll also be hearing from me about our plans to tackle the issues that are important to all Arizonans, but often disproportionately impact communities of color. I know there's more work to be done. Legislation and appointments are just one step along the way to ending structural racism. I know that we can build a campaign and a government that is inclusive accountable and works for all Arizonans. I'm humbled by your support. I'm proud to stand with you as a leader and an Arizonan, and I'm ready to get to work. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Katie Hobbs. (laughs) Isn't that some shtick right there, guys? Even in her apology, even in her apology, Katie Hobbs, who's been accused of racism and sexism, goes in on the systemic inequities that we face here in uh, uh, government and the United States of America. Shut the fuck up! Sorry, guys. I did not mean to cuss like that, but, um, bitch. (laughs) Bitch, you are the racist here. Maybe you should get out of government, Okay. (laughs) oh my god i told you she had that kind of a voice guys yes she is that woman okay Uh, isn't it interesting though how this is all coming back on them now you know i oh i just uh you arizonans deserve me blah 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 someone who's like arizona blah 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 no thank you katie hobbs well, there you go, guys. Okay, so yeah, we we, uh, we did a Hobbes story tonight that was not exactly about election fraud or the fact that she certified a fraudulent election. The fact that the way she ran an election has been totally dissected and everyone can see it nakedly. That she's a racist and a sexist. <laughs> <coughs> oh my goodness, KT Hobbs. I hope all that uh, sound came out well. All right, guys, we are almost done. I told you we'd probably keep it to about an hour. And I kind of feel like that's where we're headed. Uh, What story are we going to do next? What story? We can do this one. We got another one coming out of Bright Bart. This story, uh, actually kind of, uh, kind of a, uh, kind of an answer to uh, when we went in on Dan Crenshaw, Dan Dan Crapshaw, the other episode. You remember that we went in on Dan Crapshaw. And uh, it, it was over this entire vaccination database funding bill that had been passed. And, you know, Crapshaw was like, it wasn't a vaccination database, blah, 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 blah. So, went and pulled this article because I thought it was interesting. Now, you might remember the big hullabaloo here, of course, was that we had. Several Republicans who or conservatives, whatever you want to call them, supposedly good guys, right? Who helped pass this bill to fund federal vaccination database. What? Let's see what the article has to say before we get too uh in over our heads. It says uh eighty House Republicans voted with Democrats on Tuesday. To pass the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act, which, if passed by the Senate and signed into law, would fund a federal vaccination database. According to the bill, also called H.R. 550, the government would provide a $400 million in tax payment and taxpayer dollars to fund immunization system data modernization and expansion. A system otherwise defined as a confidential population based computerized database that records immunization doses administered by any healthcare provider to persons within the geographic area covered by that database. Nope, 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 nope. <clears throat> Can't do this. No, 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 no. Medical systems, hospital systems, they already have records. We don't need to have one from the government. Fired That's the right. It's its Sorry. Um, that is no bueno, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so the article continues. The text specifically outlines an expansion of centers for disease control and prevention and public health department capabilities and the ability for state and local health departments as well as public and private health care providers to share health data with the federal government. In a statement, the bill's main sponsor, Democrat Representative Ann Custer, New Hampshire, said the system would be used to remind patients when they are due for recommended vaccines and identify areas with low vaccination rates to ensure equitable distribution of vaccines. Notably, the bill has four Republican co-sponsors representative Larry Buxon, Indiana, James Baird, Indiana, David McKinley, West Virginia, and Brian Fitzpatrick, Pennsylvania, Not one Democrat voted in opposition to the bill. So all the Dems were in with this. Um, And then you have these other people here. Representative Mary Miller, Illinois, not to be confused with Marionette Miller-Meeks, but Representative Mary Miller, Republican of Illinois, who was one of the 130 Republicans to vote no, told Breitbart News exclusively on Wednesday that the legislation would enable the federal government to track unvaccinated Americans who will be targeted and forced to comply with Biden's crazy global vaccination vision. Kind of what I'm thinking here, guys. Like, it's going to be used to remind people when to get your vaccine. Like, no, we don't need the federal government to have this information. They don't need to have it. Why does the government, the federal government, need to have this type of information? Ask yourself that question right now. Why does the federal government need to know what your physical condition is? It's ridiculous. Miller went on to say, These systems are designed to allow for the sharing of crucial information and maintenance of records. Do we really trust the government to protect our medical records? Miller said. The bill's author even bragged in her press release that these systems will help the government remind patients when they are due for a recommended vaccine and identify areas with low vaccination rates. <coughs> and identify areas with low vaccination rates to ensure equitable distribution of vaccines. This was clearly a legislative tool to enforce vaccine mandates and force their Orwellian rules onto those who do not comply. Thank goodness there is someone out there who can see that and also eloquently express that. The article continues. Representative Brian Donalds, Uh, Florida also voted no on the bill, citing Democrats' habitual pattern of reckless and wasteful spending. In an exclusive statement to Breitbart News, the congressman said the legislation only serves to expand the power of the federal government and trample individual rights. This is crazy, guys. Donald says... Uh, And that again is uh, Byron Donalds of Florida says this legislation would unnecessarily appropriate millions of taxpayer funds intended to expand bureaucracy in Washington. A database solely created to record and collect confidential confidential vaccination information of Americans explicitly encroaches upon individuals' fundamental rights to medical privacy. As a fiscal conservative, I cannot in good faith support legislation that contributes to the Democrats' habitual pattern of reckless and wasteful spending and intrusive heavy hand of government. Well said, Mister Donalds. Um, so yeah, guys, this is the this is what uh, you had. Little uh, Dan Crapshaw, all up, it, he had his pennies in a twat. You know, he probably had twat in them panties also, and he uh, was. Like, oh, this this wasn't a this wasn't a vaccine uh, database. Yeah, that's why his panties were all up in that twat of his, because he knows better than you and he knows a vaccine database is right there up in line. It's right up the alley of the World Economic Forum. It's right up the alley of what his boss is trying to do. It's right up the alley of the desire of that which he, uh, you know, gets all apple bottom jeans for with Klaus Schwab. That, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but that was H.R. 550. We had 80 Republicans. We should figure out who those Republicans were, shouldn't we? Do we got a copy of the bill here? Oh, do we have a copy? Keep in mind, this is passed. Every It it passed. In other words, this passed. It has to go to the the desk now and get signed. But we have um, every Democrat voted yay, and 80 Republicans voted yay, and 130 Republicans voted nay. Let's see if we can figure it out. Republican and uh, yay votes. Okay, here we go, guys. Uh, I got some last names and some states. Um, Representative Bacon from Nebraska. Representative Bird from Indiana. Representative Banks from Indiana. Representative Barr from Kentucky. Representative Bilarakis from Florida. Now that's an interesting name there. Why do I feel like Gus Bilarakis? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the, uh, he's the Shriner guy. He's he's the Republican version of uh, of uh, Waddles Nadler. And that's who this guy is, Bill Arrakis. I was like, why of course he's gonna vote for it. Like, why does this guy name sound so familiar? Because he's like old school, like uh, Bill Arrakis over there in Florida's like OG. OG uh, circus man over there. He's a Barnum and Ringling brother. What is that? Shrine Circus. Yeah, he's a Shrine Circus. uh, Shrine Circus uh, clansmen. No, just kidding. They're not called Klansmen. They're called... uh... God, my mind will come to me eventually. They are called... I can't think of it anyways. Okay. Bill Arrakis, that's him. So, uh, Indiana, B-Bushin Bouchon of Indiana, Burgess of Texas, Burgess of Texas. That's an interesting one. We'll pull that one up for later. Uh, Representative Carl of Alabama, Representative Carter of Georgia, Representative Carter of Texas. I'm, I'm pulling up the Texas ones, guys. Of course, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, uh, uh, Representative Cole of of Oklahoma, Comer of Kentucky, Crenshaw, of course, of Texas, Curtis of Utah, Rodney Davis of uh, Illinois, Ballard, Diaz Ballard of Florida, Dunn of Florida, Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Fleischman of Tennessee, Fortenberry of Nebraska, Jimenez of Florida, Tony Gonzalez, of course, he is not a Republican. Or is he? Anyways, uh, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, uh, Representative Graves of Missouri, Guthrie of Kentucky, Herrera Butler of Washington, Hill of Arkansas, Hinson of Iowa, Hudson of North Carolina, Huzenga of Michigan, Jacobs of New York, Johnson of Ohio, Joyce of Ohio, Joyce of Pennsylvania, Catco of New York, Keller of Pennsylvania, Kim of California, Kinzinger of Illinois, Custoff of Tennessee, La Hood of Illinois, Lesko of Arizona, not of Brandon, Letlow of Louisiana, Long of Missouri, Lucas of Oklahoma, Lute, Luke Meyer of Missouri, McCall of Texas. Of course, we're gonna pull that one up. McCarthy of California, McCarthy, Ha, McLean of Michigan McHenry of North Carolina McKinley of West Virginia Meyer of Michigan wow that's interesting Meyer I thought he was a good guy oh no 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 no. Meyer's not the good guy Meyer is a bad guy I take it back guys Peter Meyer is a bad guy over there in Michigan he's not a good guy so uh never you mind on that front to be expected Miller Meeks! Oh, Marionette, Miller Meeks, why would you be in support of this? Of course, Marionette Miller Meeks does believe that, uh... While she believes in freedom of choice, she does believe that uh, this thing is real. Uh, Moore of Utah, Murphy of North Carolina, Newhouse of Washington, Owens of Utah, Palazzo of Mississippi... Palmer of Alabama, Pence of Indiana, Reed of uh, New York, Rice, Reichen Taylor of Pennsylvania, Rogers of Washington, um, Rogers of Alabama, Rogers of Kentucky, Salazar, Schweikert, Smith of New Jersey, Smucker, Stauber, oh, sorry, uh, Schweikert of Arizona, Smucker of Pennsylvania, Stauber of Minnesota, Stewart of Utah, Thompson of Pennsylvania, Turner of Ohio, Upton of Michigan, Wagner of Missouri, Wenstrup, Ohio, Westerman, Arkansas, Wilson, South Carolina, Womack, Arkansas, and Young of Alaska. So there you have it. State and uh, given name, last name. Those are the ones. Now, there's some pretty questions. We had some Texans in there. I would uh, call to question. And then, of course, we have Marionette Miller-Meeks, marionette but like i said she does believe this thing is real she just also believes in freedom of choice um she's a doctor after all i'm not saying that gives her any credibility by any means please do not mistake that ladies and gentlemen all right guys that's gonna bring us to a wrap for this edition it was uh it was a short one you know uh, hopefully not too short hopefully just long enough to get in there nice and uh, cozy with you. Uh, we will be back shortly. And uh, we'll talk about uh, some Wisconsin stuff. We may bring up Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell, since her trial is still going. You know they're doing everything they can to get us off of Ghislaine Maxwell. But uh, it's not going to work. They're not going to shake us. We will, c- we will carry on, ladies and gentlemen. But until then... Thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on our live streams, foxhole.app, pill.net, trovo, twitch.tv, clouthub, dlive, and um, visit our website, theseereport.com, and uh, check out the podcast. Don't forget that. Like, subscribe, share. It's all free. We will see you guys shortly. Until then, have a great, great, great uh, rest of your night, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Till then. The C-Report is 100% listener-supported. If you enjoy the broadcasting that we bring to you with The C-Report and other shows on this podcasting platform, we ask that listeners lend their support. Become a monthly donor when you go to anchor.fm slash the C-Report slash support or click on the support button over there at the anchor.fm slash the Sea report website, where you can help sustain future episodes of the C-Report and other broadcasting on this podcast station. Every bit helps, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I thank you for your support.